the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, look at us. We're back here in California doing the show one more time for you from the lovely confines of our dining room table. It's me and Bev, Bowtie Guy and listener Bev from California. Hello, everybody. And uh, we're glad to be back with you. Not necessarily glad to be back in California. I mean, it's good to be back in California, see friends and, and, and get back into the prison. But boy, we sure do miss uh, living in paradise for a little while. So um, we're here with the dry and the wind. Right now it's a howling uh, springtime wind. As we're coming to you, it is springtime now, people. We've, we've oh, wow. sprung into spring. It is March 21st. Uh, it's my friend Kathy's birthday, so hi, Kathy, even Happy though birthday. Kathy doesn't listen. Um, and uh, we're just uh, ready to go and do the show for you here uh, one more time. We are coming up on Easter, Bev. Oh, we're also yeah. coming up on our fifth anniversary. I know. Uh, one, two, three shows from now will be our fifth anniversary show. It's just mind-boggling to me. I, I, you know, I have plans to do things, and... Um, Five years is a long time to do something for me. And so uh, I'm very um, encouraged and daunted by the fact that I see that coming up every week when I see that coming. And happy anniversary to you and, or almost the anniversary, and happy almost 28th wedding anniversary too. Yeah, two weeks from now, it'll be just after our 28th uh, anniversary. Bowtie Guy and Bev got married on April Fool's Day back in 1995. And it has been, uh, you know, I would say probably five of Bev's best years of her life. Oh, no, do not say that. <laughs> All of them have been best. So uh, anyhow, we, uh, we're we very happy to be back with the show. So less about us, more about the show. Enough uh, blathering uh, from here. We don't want any dreck like we might have had from last week. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to jump into what we do on the show. And so I'm going to give us our word of the week. And our word of the week is descry. Uh, descry is to catch sight of something, to to uh, see it. Uh, you can descry uh, a police car coming over the hill and slow yourself down. Um, so that's descry. If you can use descry in your sentences this week, as always, give yourself those 10 bonus points with joy. And yes, uh, if you're wondering, you can do it multiple times. Every single time you use it, give yourself those 10 bonus points. Stack them up, people. They're light. They pack well, they wear well, they uh, take up no space in your luggage. So uh, just go ahead and collect as many of those as you can. Use that word describe. Make your friends impressed with your burgeoning uh, vocabulary and the uh, the wonderful way that you talk to people with fancy, fancy words using the big word of the week. Another thing you can do, which is a big word, is to support our show. Uh, that's not a big word. That's a big uh, a big task. We are always happy to have people join our show as givers. Uh, we had some new givers. I saw some uh, some people use our text to give this week and come on as new givers. So we're always getting new listeners, new givers coming onto the show. So if you want to do that, it's super, super easy to do. Bev, do you want to tell them how they can uh, join the show as a financial supporter? Um, you know what? I would, but I can't remember right now. Well, it's they're going to text <laughs> oh, something. I do know. They're going to text the word mom to walls ca yeah it's going to be text the word mom to 760 walls ca uh, that number for you is uh, 
5722, but you just text the word mom to that number and it'll walk you through our text to give stuff, uh, ask you for some information. Uh, some people have asked, why do I need your address? That's so we can send out your giving statements at the end of the year. Um, and some people say, I don't want a giving statement. I don't need one. You know what? I don't remember that by the time I'm giving them and I'm like, oh crud, now I got to find out this person's address, what went on here. So um, if you would be kind enough to just give us that, I promise we are not going to sell your information to anybody. No one has asked me to buy it. No one no one wants to buy anything I have anyhow. Uh, so um, please give us that information and that will help to keep the show running. It keeps the, the websites going. It uh, keeps our, our ministries and our ministers on the roads getting into the walls of prisons in California and it also helps our Nehemiah project to rebuild the walls of the Mum building in Ridgecrest which we are hopefully going to be starting on soon we're still still collecting and trying to come up with a plan and whatnot but that is a a major project that we have and we would love to have everybody's help on that so thank you thank you thank you to all of our current givers if um if you got someone who who just wants to try something new, recommend the show to them. Just say, hey, I know you drive a lot or you go to the gym or, or just, you know, you look bored at work. Maybe a, a, a workmate or a cubicle mate. Just say, check out this show. Uh, ask them to listen to two or three of them. And if, if it's not for them, it's not for them. Uh, but uh, we think we've got something for everybody here and that it's enjoyable. So, and if you're enjoying it, they might as well. So pass the show on, put it in your family texts, uh, we also would love to have your prayers. I want to tell you a little something about prayer, and I don't want to jump on a, a future show too much, but I've been asking you to pray for Paxton Pantry, Faith Paxton up in Oregon, and she got an amazing report from the doctors. Uh, so prayer does work. As as it says in James, you know, the, the prayer of a righteous person is uh, effective. And so we just ask uh, for your prayers for our ministry. And if we can pray for you, let us know. A couple ways you can get a hold of the show to let us know about your prayer requests or just questions you might have, comments about the show. You can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or if you prefer, you can text me on my cellular phone, which is 760-608-1942. I've taken phone calls on that as well. So would love to hear from you about your uh, thoughts on the show. One person did share some thoughts with me. uh, via another <laughs> listener, and they said, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kimberly, uh, Roaming Dog, uh, was on a, a few weeks ago, and she shared that show with a friend of hers, and they're like, man, Paul talks a lot. He's got a lot of energy. He needs to just back off a little bit and let the, get, let the guests talk some more. And Kimberly told her, he knows, he's working on it. So I'm trying to do that, but as I'm looking at the waveforms, on the show that we've done already, we're seven minutes in and I see a flat line on Bev's and mine is full of squiggles. So Bev, do you have anything interesting to say? Well, in regards to that, you know, um, you you were kind of the brains of the operation to oh, begin heaven with. Oh, help us. And no, what I want to say is it really is your gift. And depending on who your guest is, like when it's me, I just, I, I'm not going to fill in a lot of, of space. I'm just, I'm not a person that's that wordy. I don't have that many words to say. I don't have that need to express myself that much. So you're kind of always thinking to yourself, all right, I need to keep talking until Bev shows me that she's got something to say, which can be hard. And then you got somebody like Kimberly, who has lots of words of wisdom. So it's got to be difficult for you to know. It is tricky. the person on the other end is going to actually have anything to say. There are a few things in life that I really despise. Uh, 
Tottenham Hotspur, uh, oh, San dear. Francisco Giants, oh, dear. The, the San Jose Sharks, Ooh, you Baltimore just... Ravens. I, I, if I alienated those people, bye bye. Um, oh. Yeah, it's okay. We we got plenty of room for all the people oh. who love good stuff. But another thing that I really hate is dead air. I, I just I'm afraid of it. I'm I'm terrified of it. Uh, I have this phobia about dead air, so I'm always talking, and I don't want to throw it to a person to have them feel awkward. So I over talk. I admit yeah. that freely. So I'm, I'm I'm working on it. Hopefully, it's gotten better over the years. Uh, we're gonna have a five year anniversary show here, so maybe we'll have some guests on who have been longtime listeners to let me know. That's something you could send me an email about uh, if you were interested in uh, doing a phone in. I'm looking for some guests who are, are longtime listeners for the uh, the fifth anniversary show. So send me a text or email, and we can do that. Uh, yeah, I suggest that we make little paddles, like when somebody's wanting to bid on an auction oh. that says. I want to talk. I misunderstood you know? that. I was thinking that paddles and they would hit me oh. if I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I like your idea yeah, better. Yeah, 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 it works way if better. If I thought of the, for the one that you said first, I might have said that one, but I like mine better too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a lot more family friendly and uh, works out better for me. All right, enough drivel. We are on with the show here, Bev. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about is something that um, happened to me today as I was uh, going into Starbucks. I, I walked up to my neighborhood Starbucks to do my normal Monday morning routine, which is to I read my, my, my Bible. I share my thoughts with my um, Bible reading friends that uh, we have a, a, a group that we, we share a text group text with. I uh, read the newspaper, check the email, all those things I do. But as I'm walking up to Starbucks, they're playing a song on the radio, which is not a, a Christian song. It's a song by the band that you've probably heard but don't realize you've heard it, and you've probably heard it and don't know the name of it. It's a song called The Weight. And this, the line that everybody knows from that song is um, the one that says, um, take a load off Fanny. And, uh, and everyone says, is it Fanny? Is it Annie? Well, it, it's Fanny. Uh, but anyhow, that song was playing, and I was thinking about weights. Okay, and is this W-A-I-T? This is W-E-I-G-H-T. Okay. Yeah, the weight. And um, I, it just got me thinking about weights that I carry. And the song is, is decidedly not a, a Christian song. It's got some, some religious references in that um, you know, it's obviously, you know, it talks about driving into Nazareth, but it's it's Nazareth here in America, and um, the names are, are are people that the songwriter knew, and so it's it's not a particularly religious song, but um, that doesn't matter because Jesus fits everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it just got me thinking about the weights that I carry, and Jesus telling me to take a load off, and. Um, I just kind of wanted to start off, Bev, by talking about where we get these weights that we carry, or maybe even the things that that are things that weigh us down. Are there things that weigh you down emotionally, spiritually? And I'm not talking about just packing on a few extra pounds because you went on vacation. I'm talking about emotional weight, spiritual weight, those kind of things. Is there stuff like that? Yes. I was just uh, talking uh, in our Friday night group at Celebrate Recovery when we were doing our small group, um, we were talking about how it is that when we have something, and that makes me so nervous. He's taking my picture while I'm talking. And so immediately my brain just goes right out the window. Um, okay. So anyway, we, I was bringing Check that up, picture on Instagram. Oh dear. 
<laughs> I was thinking about uh, just last week, it occurred to me that when I'm struggling with something that is weighty, something that is heavy on my heart, something that I I feel is um, taking me to a place that's not a place of peace, what happens is um, I'm getting better at realizing that when people say, just take it to the Lord and leave it there, just take it to God, he'll take care of it, that it, it's, hmm, it's kind of hard for me to remember to talk about, but that makes sense, but sometimes it's hard to do. So I was thinking, why is this hard to do? Why is it hard to take my load, my weight to God and leave it at the feet of Jesus there? And it suddenly occurred to me that what happens to me is it, it's a process. Something comes to my mind. I feel like I should be able to solve this problem. Um, it's not maybe the way I want things to be for a loved one or for myself. I wish it could be better. And then finally, when I go through that feeling of pain, then I think, oh yeah, I can go and take this issue this way to God himself and leave it there, all right? So then now, whatever my weight is, is in the hands of God and I'm okay walking away from it. But what ends up happening is I find myself again thinking, you know, God is probably working on this, but I want results right now. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not sure this is going to be a priority number one for God, but it is a priority number one for me. So I better keep working on it. Um, knowing that when it came to me in the first place, it caused me pain. So it's, it's really not very smart of me to keep taking that back and furthermore I can't do a doggone thing about it so now here I've released it to God I'm coming back and already I'm kind of arguing with him about whether I can do it better or he can do it better and then I just go back to that process again um, and if I should know I should know by now that I can't fix these things and when I do try to fix them it's for a very short time or it doesn't turn out very well, mm -hmm. you know. So why I do that and, and why those weights, you know, come and become baggage in my life, I still haven't quite figured out. And I should know by now. I'm old enough that I should be able to figure it out. So I, I get it. Yeah. I get it about the weight. Yeah, and, and for me, I, they'll come from, from various places. Um, oftentimes, it's me getting stuck in my own head. Mm-hmm and lifting something up. And I think about Camden. When we were spending time with our grandson Camden the last couple of weeks in Hawaii, he loves to be strongman. Now he just turned two on the 17th. Uh, he's a, a St. Patrick's Day baby. And so he turned two and they have a door to their garage that is on a spring. And it's not a strong spring, but they, they keep it open to get a flow of air through the house. So they put a bottle of water, a big gallon of water, <laughs> and a big thing of laundry, laundry detergent soap, yeah. there because that's where their uh, laundry is as well. <laughs> and every once in a while you hear him, he's grunting and he comes out and he's you know, waddling out and he's carrying this big thing that's like most of his height and he's carrying out and he just loves to lift these heavy things. Oh my gosh, things. yes. And, and it's because he's been wandering around and found it. It's not because his mommy or daddy or 
Grammy or Papa told him, hey, you got to carry this thing around, pal. We didn't tape it to him and make him struggle with it. He decided mm-hmm. that he wanted to submit himself to the effort of carrying this extra weight around, even though it was a strain and made him grunt, even though it was not as fast, effective, or easy as walking without it, he decided he wanted it. And to top it off, it wasn't even something he needed. No. It wasn't like me carrying a big you know, box of donuts that's the size of me. This is the kid carrying laundry detergent mm-hmm. that he doesn't need. He's, it's pointless. He doesn't even know how to use it. Right. He's just carrying it around for whatever reason. And and we smile at it and we laugh and we'll help him and we'll put it back. And I think that's the same thing that Jesus does with me is he just looks and he says, Oh, Paul, why are you carrying that around? You don't even need that. You don't know how to use that. That's going to do you no good. It's doing good over here. It's holding this door open, but... But why are you carrying that around? And I think, well, I'm stuck with this now. I don't want to make my problem someone else's problem. That The uh, codependency in me, the people pleaser in me wants to make it so that someone else is not disappointed in me or thinking, oh, well, here we go again with Paul. So I don't want to ask for help. Yeah, I was listening to you. And while you were talking about that, describing that whole situation with Camden, I was thinking, Why? Why? Why do I do that? Because it is a voluntary thing. Mm-hmm. It is totally voluntary. There's no no point to it, no purpose to it. And then I was thinking, okay, not only the why, but when do I find myself doing this? Well, most of the times when I find myself doing it, it's when I see someone that I love, someone that I'm in, invested in, somebody I love or someone I care about deeply, doing something, making a choice that I feel like it's going to be dangerous to them later or doesn't match my opinion of how I think that problem should be solved. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and sometimes I hear people say, oh, well, you know, the only thing left there is to do is to pray. I guess that should be the first thing I'm doing, not right. the last thing I'm doing. Right. But I don't know why I want to ruminate on that and think of all the ways, which usually turn out to be one way, (laughs) that I could solve that problem without telling them, without giving them any advice about what I think they should be doing. And maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe Mm. that's the whole codependent track. Yeah. You know? Could be. Could be. Well, we'll we'll look at this more at the... uh... Uh, other side here of this break. We're going to take a quick music break for you. We're going to share a song with you. This is a song by Natalie Grant and Corey Asbury. You may have heard it already. It's called You Will Be Found. We're going to give you about 90 seconds of this. We'll be back on the other side to talk more about weights, how we get rid of them, who we let carry them. But first of all, Natalie Grant and Corey Asbury with 90 seconds of You Will Be Found. Even when the dark comes crashing through When you need a friend to carry you when you're broken on the ground you will be found to let the sun come streaming in cause you'll reach up and you'll rise again lift your head and look around and you will be found
Grant and Corey Asbury coming in hot with another song of the week there for you. Bev, what you got on this one? I love this verse. Um, they say there's a place where we don't have to feel unknown. And every time you call out, you're a little less alone. And oh, if you only say the word from across the silence, your voice is heard. Um, yesterday in church, Pastor Matt was talking about... Um, how we don't need to be afraid that um, God is always going to take care of us and he's going to make us strong. But then also, um, I, I realize that God is not here to be, it's not that he's not interested in me being comfortable, but that is not his first goal in my life. His first goal in my life is to help me make it to heaven. And um, so sometimes I feel a little bit guilty when I am in my own pain, in my own head, because I'm spending too much time in my head instead of spending enough time talking with him about it. Um, but I do know that as a Christ follower and a Jesus believer, that all I have to do is even think about Jesus, just whisper his name, and he's there immediately. He, he hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and sometimes I don't live by that. I don't remember that in the yeah. moment. I choose to be um, discouraged just and choose to carry the weight. So Yeah. And for me, the, a, a lyric that just jumped out at me, which is, you know, because of the blog, if you read the, the Minister of Mocha blog, you know that your mom is always ending it with, rise up and I see in the chorus there because mm. you'll reach up and you'll rise again and mm. I love the again part because that means we've been there uh, it's always easy to get back to a place you've been it's easier than than finding it in the first place I'll say um, you know go, going back a second time is typically easier than getting to someplace the first time and so we can rise up again and again and again and again and continue to rise because he will lift us and carry us and be the navigator, be the Sherpa, be the tour guide, be the airline pilot, be whatever we need to get us there. He'll be that for us. And I, I just love that, that we can continue to do that again and again and again. Me too. Me yeah. too. I, um, I believe that in my life, often I let the enemy tell me, here you are again. You know, but that's not God's opinion. 
that that's Satan putting that on us, bringing that guilt and shame, which which doesn't come from God. God doesn't get tired of us um, right. coming back, even if it's for the same things. Yes, the very same things that we've talked to him about before. So, um, anyhow, I do love this song, and I I love both of their voices and the way that they sound like they worship. You know, I couldn't help but think that there was a correlation between weight in terms of heavy weight that we're carrying around and also the weight that we have when we overeat, when we indulge a little too much. And I know that's a sensitive subject, but it's the same kind of thing. I'm doing things, I'm eating things I shouldn't be eating too much of them and then I don't see the weight coming onto my body um, and then it does the same thing for me it puts stress on my heart and my head and my, my you know everything about me because I'm carrying around extra pounds when I have the solution you know just stop doing what I'm doing um, start thinking about what's smart and what's right and in this case the correlation is what's smart and right is letting Jesus take our weight. Right, and I think that's a, an important part of it is the you know the concept of stop doing what you're doing if you don't want those things to happen is good, and I agree with it 100. percent But I think the more important concept, more important than stopping, is what are you replacing it with? Because we don't yes. stop doing. Right. We just stop doing that. Right. So what am I doing instead? Am right. I trading? my beer bottle for a crack pipe you know am i trading you know one vice for another or or even one good thing for another good thing and just overdoing it um you know so i've got to make sure i'm replacing things responsibly and the thing i remember one of the things I, i remember most about going through the dave ramsey program was that your budget shouldn't have money left over at the end. I was always thinking, hey, if I got money left at the end of the budget, that's great. Uh, and the, no, what that means is you didn't plan well enough right. for these things. And I mean, if yeah, if you pick up a dollar, that's an extra dollar you didn't plan for. But if you've got it all planned out, your your goal is to know exactly how you're doing it. And so know those things and, and don't be looking for overages or underages, underages uh, whatever they call that. Uh, look to do it spot on and uh, and that's good. Uh, with with looking at our weights that we've been carrying, I said that a lot of times it's because I've been stuck in my head doing it. And I was thinking to myself as we were, uh, I don't know if it was when you were giving a response or when I was listening to the song, when I was thinking about that idea of of being in my head and if it's a bad thing to be in my head. And, and I decided it's not, that not, you know, not all things that are in my head are bad. No. Sometimes I can get in my head and I can... I can do well with that. When I'm writing, I'll get in my head and I'll, I'll you know, explore things and, and let God speak to me by being quiet. So it's not uh, that we don't want to be in our head, but I've got to be careful about the things that I get. When we go to Hawaii, we have a, a limited amount of space in our luggage. And if we get too many things, we can't bring them all back. And even though they might be good things and nice things, it's it's not something that I need right now. When I talk to my board uh, for Messed Up Ministries, one of the things we said is, look, we've got a mission statement. Let's make sure whatever we do stays within the mission statement because it might be a great idea, but it's just not 
our lane that we need to be in. So, so these weights that I pick up might be things that are, are good, doing something for someone else. It's easy to look at my codependency as, as a collector of weights. But is it a healthy thing? Is it a smart thing? Is it the right thing for me to do at that time, that place, for that person, for that reason? So I've got to make sure that when I'm picking up these weights that I'm not just gathering a bunch of random stuff like on a, a shopping spree and I'm just getting as much as I can in the cart and then figuring out what it is later. Yeah, um, I was trying to find, while you were talking, trying to find that script reference and I can't find it. But um, I think that probably many of you will re remember, I think it is in Philippians, but you were talking about whether things that are going on in your mind that are not, you know, great, whether there's anything wrong in that. Um, I do know that over the last few years, I've been trying really hard to take that scripture about take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And then shortly after there in Philippians, it says, you know, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever mm. things are good, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So what I find is if I stay on a negative thought too long, and this is where it gets hard because there is no timer. I can't set a timer in my head and say, all right, you've got 20 seconds to think about something negative, and then you got to start switching your mind over to things that are positive. It doesn't quite work like that. There's no perfect formula for that. But where I find that it's starting to drag me down and send me into a spiral that's, that's going downward, I need to remember that scripture. Okay, here it is um, in Philippians 4. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's and, verse 8 of chapter Is four. it? Okay, yeah. and I, I just know that God knew when he created me that I would struggle with this part of my life, and I, and I feel like that is a really personal scripture for me that reminds me that I can think on good things even when things that are not good are happening to me. Yes. Um, and where I, uh, we were watching a show the other night, and they were saying, you know, one of the things you can do when you're grieving is put on sad music and set a timer for 15 minutes and then cry for 15 minutes and and then that'll help you. And whether that's good or bad or indifferent, that is not the point. But what I, I need to realize is there have been times in my life where I've been struggling and what I do is I put a sad song on repeat and I listen to it over and over and over. I can remember doing that as a teenager when I felt like there was a guy that I liked and he didn't like me back. And I would just sit in my room and listen to a sad song. and. Um, there's no good in that. That doesn't help me. And um, I, I I need to learn. I'm getting better. I'm getting better yes, through recovery. Oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, I am getting better through recovery and through remembering that, too, I have accountable friends and uh, accountability partners that will listen to me when I'm struggling. And instead of going down that deep rabbit hole, I can talk about it and they'll help pull me out and point me to those things that are good in my life. Yeah, having accountability partners 
Um, I, I was talking to a friend who had a call from another friend uh, that said that, you know, they they reached out to him because they needed help. And, and I, I love that idea of, of people just being able to reach out and feeling comfortable enough, safe enough that they can reach out to someone and, and let them know. And I, I think this whole thing boils down to Matthew 11. This is 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all you who are weary yes. and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's where it goes. If you pick up that weight, put it in Jesus's wagon. Yeah. He can handle it. He can handle it so much easier. So much of the of me choosing to handle these things the wrong way has to do with the breaking of my will. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, many years ago, we know Jeff, our friend Jeff, that we've known since he was a kid. He was preaching at a church that we were attending, and out to the side of that scripture right there, he was preaching on that topic, and he said, the yoke of God is his will. So, you know, yoke equals God's will. So take on God's will in our life, and we'll find that it provides rest for us rather than, you know, trying to depend on my own will. Um, and sometimes it's just a stubborn digging it on my heels that I just don't want to be done with thinking I can handle it. Yeah. Um, and I need to break that habit. It's not a good one to have. Sure. So I know weight is a, a choice for me. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we pick it up. And, and here's the thing. Letting go of a weight is kind of easy. Yeah. Should be. You just take your hands off it. Now you got to watch <laughs> out for your feet. You got to see where that thing's going to roll, but, but, but you don't have to keep carrying it. You can, you can let it go. And if you choose to let it go, the chances of it falling on your feet or causing more problem (laughs) is better because at some point you're not going to be able to hold that weight forever. That's right. At some point you will have to let go of that weight. Even something light uh, or seemingly light will become heavy. And if you don't believe me, Put your arms out <laughs> and just hold them out there and see how long you can do it. And just holding your arms out for, after a while, they're going to get tired. Right. They're going to need to come down. And, and we don't need right. to subject ourselves to that. God's got it. God, he can carry us forever. He sure can. And, uh, and that's a fantastic thing. Well, thanks for doing this with me, Bev. Uh, thank you, you folks for listening. Don't forget, we've got all sorts of fun and excitement coming up here with the anniversary, but I'd love to have some listeners go down. So if you are interested in being on the show, uh, and it, it, it's you don't have to be you know an hour-long guest or anything like that. It can be just a, a two, three-minute call-in uh, for me. That would really be good. I'd love to know. Or if you don't want to be, but you've got some stuff, email me your favorite memories from the last five years at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can text me or call me at 760-608-1942 would love to know what you remember about the show and what your your memories are about that uh, if you want to become a giver it's 760-WALLS-CA just text the word mum to that number that's 9255722 and we will get you onto our text to give for all of that stuff and uh, don't forget to use that word of the week. And I don't think I've got anything else, Bev, except 
Well, it's one thing. We'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.